On episode 28 of the Goblin Trash Masters, we do a deep dive into priority, talk Lord of the Rings cards. I'm joined by my partners in crime. Say hello, everybody. Hello there. 22 times. No, 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 no. No one no, no, move. No, His no. vision's based uh, on um, movement. Don't ask any not. follow-ups. No! Picture it, Sicily, 1922. You're casting a doom blade. You're like, kill the big one. Your opponent puts their thorn elemental into the graveyard while you fumble around with your white bordered basics to leave up enough black mana to follow up with a nightmare. It's that easy, right? You say what you're casting, you show them that it's real, that you had it in your hand, and then you just do the thing, right? Wrong. Stupid. Lost the genetic lottery. Smooth brain. Shit sipper. Head trauma gang. Pack watch, rest in peace, bozo. <laughs> anyway, let's talk about what priority is. Uh, <laughs> in Magic, priority is a system that determines when a player can take a game action, like casting a spell, activating an ability, or taking special actions. Some important terms that need to be defined in order for this to be helpful at all. Your mm -hmm. active player. Player's turn it is. Your non-active player. The player or players who are not the active player. Your turn-based actions. So things like drawing your card during your draw step. Those are game actions that happen automatically when certain steps or phases begin or when each step and phase ends. These actions don't use the stack. Special actions are ones that a player can take that don't add anything to the stack. Picking up a companion or playing a land are considered special action. The stack is... The place where spells go after they're cast, but before they resolve. It resolves in last in, first out order. That means that if you add a spell or ability to the stack, it goes on top of the stack and will be the first to resolve. So you can imagine the stack as a physical stack of cards, and it helps you to keep track of what it looks like at any given time. If you play any arena or Magic Online, the graphical representation of the stack on those clients is great and really helps. It's a good way to visualize it. Now, the active player will get priority at the beginning of most steps and phases mm -hmm. or after turn-based actions. The active player gets priority after a spell or ab ability resolves, not mana abilities. Uh, generally speaking, folks who play a lot of NTGO, Magic Online, tend to have a better understanding of how priority works because they interact with the chess clock. Imagine a game of chess where you have a clock the with two buttons. The chess clock. A chess clock. The, I love uh, the chess clock. Heart. Anthony is the, the chess bully, so of course he loves the chess clock. But yes, there is a chess clock uh, when you play Magic Online. Imagine you have a physical clock with two buttons on top, one for each player. When they have priority, their clock is running. When they pass priority, they press the button and hand priority over to the other player. Their clock is running. Which I love. <laughs> I love that because you can see who's taking up time mm -hmm. i wish we had a physical chess clock that we could play in constructed paper magic i don't you think there's any rules that. of you against you bringing it yeah i'm like allowed to bring it but i'm not allowed to make my opponent use it unfortunately unfortunately because in a game of magic you pass priority back and forth a lot and you don't realize it most of the time 
the yeah. thing the thing about priority is that it's it's shortcutted so often that players can go years of playing magic and even have some success without ever understanding it. I knew I was like that for a while where people mm-hmm. when early in my when I was playing magic, it's like, oh, I'll pass priority. And I'm like, what does that mean? Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. it, it, a it, lot of people a, forget. It's amazing how deep you can get into the game before you ever have to consciously think about priority once. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Holding priority. Weird. Didn't mm-hmm. understand that. I will say playing constructed has definitely tightened up some of my understanding of this for sure. Oh yeah. Because you just have to interact with it so much more than in casual formats. And we all learn this lesson playing in these REL events when, you know, the chips are on the line, you know, there's, there's Mm -hmm. stakes and structure of a turn is being kept pretty tightly, you know, judging really good players. There, there's, there, it's not NTGO. The, the robots don't tell us what to do. We we have to we have to do it the the hard way. And his internal chess clock. Yes. <laughs> and when all players have passed priority, the game moves forward to the next step or phase. I love. I mean, like Kyle, you brought it up. We're saying that priority gets passed back and forth a lot. I mean, like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. So I mean, just imagine just a completely empty turn. Your Drago turn where I draw mm. my card for my draw step, do nothing, and it becomes your turn, Kyle. Let's look at that, like break that down and see how see what the priority passing looks like on that, okay? So we're going to start at beginning phase. I'll go ahead and pass priority to Kyle. Kyle passes it back to me. The game moves forward. I untap my upkeep step. I have priority. I pass it to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. We move to the draw step. I take my turn-based action of drawing a card. I get priority. Pass to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. The game moves forward. Pre-combat main phase. I have priority. I pass to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. Beginning of combat. I pass to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. Declare attackers. I take the turn-based action of declaring attackers. I pass to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. And then we're in blockers. And Kyle chooses blockers. Then I... And then when Kyle's all done with that action, I have priority. I pass to Kyle. Kyle passes it back. We move forward. Combat damage. Same thing. And then end of combat step, same thing. I have it go to Kyle. Kyle passes it back to me. Post-combat main phase, same thing again. Me, Kyle, back to me. And then end step, me, Kyle, back to me. And then we have a cleanup, right? So a completely empty turn where absolutely nothing happened. There were no attacks. There were no spells cast. There were no abilities activated. None of it. Zilp. Zippo. Nothing. Nada. Nada. 22 times. You are passing priority back and forth to each other, which is insane. <laughs> so nuts. It's wild to think about how much of that is necessary. You can tell that magic was always designed as a paper game in mind, because if you made mm-hmm. a digital game that required this many passes back and forth for a single turn in, in the modern age and as a digital game, it would be unfucking playable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which, I mean. Like you even know. on Magic Online, just <laughs> if you turn auto, <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of, yeah, I see okay. what you mean. <laughs> well, I was just gonna use an example of just like you turning auto yields off in in Moto, and just seeing that little thing go across the board multiple times is just, mm-hmm. I think, the closest representation to the, you know, the twenty eight years later we finally get up through the passing priority <laughs> in, yeah. in just one turn. <laughs> Insert SpongeBob three days later. Meme. Yeah, 
like <laughs> I think that it's a good point and maybe a bit of foreshadowing that we <laughs> point out that magic was clearly designed for paper and mm -hmm. any digital representation of magic is either going to be incomplete or um, uh, stupid. <laughs> but that's for a no later spoilers. date. <laughs> <laughs> sure, 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 sure. <laughs> now, worth noting, I'm not suggesting that you explicitly pass priority back and forth 22 times every turn. That would be so fucking annoying. That'd be rough. Mm -hmm. But understanding how this is working can help you. It can it, it can provide material assistance when turns get a little more complicated than just your draw-go turns. Like when something gets added to the stack. Oh, wow. I wonder how often that happens. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> <laughs> but when something gets added to the stack, like, oh, a spell or, ooh, even an ability, mm -hmm. those happen in Magic too. But um, the active player gets priority once the spell is put on the stack. And then again, once the spell or abilities resolve. So quick example, player A has priority during their main phase one. Stack is empty. They cast Misery Shadow, not to be confused with the great um, Metalcore band uh, Misery Signals, but that's, a, that's another <laughs> conversation. Or the other great Metalcore song, Misery Business. Yes. <laughs> yes. We can go on forever. Back to magic. Once Misery <laughs> Shadow is on the stack, player A still has priority. They can cast spells activate abilities usually you don't want to retain priority like this but there are times when it's it's right a passes priority to b b can then cast spells or activate abilities if they don't then the game progresses in this case that means resolving the topmost spell that's on the stack let's complicate that a bit we're really getting into it today uh <laughs> let's, let's say that player b does not want the misery shadow to resolve like Get that shit out of my Airbnb. It's usually me who's playing the graveyard deck. Oh, okay. I like this. So in this situation, like player A uh, cast that misery shadow while they have priority. Uh, but player B does not want that misery shadow to resolve. You'll be player B, right, Kyle? Because misery shadow is terrible for you. So player B cast their make disappear. They target misery shadow. Uh, now that player B's added a spell to the stack, player B has priority again. They will pass it. Player A gets priority. They don't have anything to add, so they pass back. Now the game progresses. That means we resolve the topmost spell on the stack. Topmost spell is the make disappear. So we're going to resolve the make disappear, which says counter the spell unless you pay two. Resolving that make disappear, player A doesn't have the two mana to pay. So make disappear resolves and the misery shadow is countered right or if they do have the two mana to pay they can just pay that two mana and make disappears finish resolved and misery shadow is still on the stack but whenever a spell resolves both players will get a round of priority again that's the misery shadow misery business paramore let's go <laughs> now that the spell is resolved both players get priority again holy shit magic is fucking crazy Anthony explained this in better terms than I. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a long priority hold. I'm glad that we finally made it to the misery business by Paramore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out Cedric Phillips. <laughs> but there's a bunch of stuff that goes into it, right? Passing priority back and forth and back and forth like that. It's pretty intuitive if you've played magic for any amount of time i'll cast a spell and i'll hold it up above the table mm -hmm. and look at my opponent 
and they say, oh, say, okay, resolves. That is them passing priority back to me. I put the spell in the stack. I passed priority when I looked at them and held the card out. They said resolves. That passes it back to me. We've both passed priorities. Game progresses. That means the stack starts to resolve. Now, I cast Misery Shadow. You cast Make Disappear. That means I cast it. I sent priority to you. You said, oh, I can cast a spell right now. Cool. I'm going to cast Make Disappear. I don't have anything else. So now Make Disappear resolves. Let's say I can't pay the two, so I don't. Misery Shadow gets countered, and then we both get priority again. <laughs> We're just like, okay, that spell's resolved, starting with the active player. Mm-hmm. I have priority again. And I say, I don't have anything else. I tapped out. And you say, okay, I don't have anything else either. And then the stack, the when it when we resolve on an empty stack, it progresses to the next phase, maybe combat. Or if I played my spell main phase two, we'll go ahead and move to the end step or something like that. So given what we've learned about the stack and priority so far, we've got two major points we can bring it down to, right? Yeah. The game moves forward when all players pass priority, whether that's moving to the next spell or moving forward to the next step of the game. And two, whenever anything is added to the stack, you start another round of priority passing. Yeah, those are those are the two main things, right? I think mm-hmm. if, if you take away nothing else from this and you take away just those two things, the, those are the two big ones, right? And knowing when you can or can't cast a spell or activate an ability mm-hmm. can have a big impact on how many matches of magic you get to win, right? Yeah. Oh, 100%, yeah. Well, it can just be like a little mental check, like, oh, I have priority here. It doesn't have to be oh, you hit the resolve button every time that that happens, right? It can just be in my head like, oh, I have a time. Yeah, that was <laughs> very pointed. Uh, let's see. No, it can but like, be just yeah, a little yeah. check mark in your head, you know? Yeah, it, it really can. And I think a lot of people, uh, at least in the modern era of magic, they kind of learn this for the first time when their opponent resolves a planeswalker and they try to like kill the planeswalker. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because all of a sudden, so you can activate planeswalker abilities at sorcery speed. And when we say sorcery speed, we mean main phase stack is empty, right? Mm -hmm. When Mm -hmm. you could play a land, you can play a land during your main phase when the stack is empty. So if I cast an Obnixilus reignited against Ashley, and Ashley says that resolves and she is just looking at I could say hero's downfall, but I'm not going to. What? You can say hero's downfall. No, I'm going to say Salumgar's <laughs> command. <laughs> OK. And she has her spell, whatever it is. If she had the Salumgar's command, she would have countered the fucking. Uh, but let's say Obnixilus resolves and Ashley's like, OK, I'm going to kill it now. Once it's resolved, I'm going to kill it. Right. Not my priority yet. Yeah, exactly. You do not have priority mm-hmm. yet, which is one of the things that makes Planeswalkers so powerful is that it's really hard to interact with them profitably. Somebody's always going to get something off of them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, there are plenty of situations where priority passing back and forth and who has priority and who doesn't have priority matters a lot and can make a, make a big impact. Because So normally, I'll play a land And that does not mean I have then passed priority, right? I just took my special action during my main phase while the stack was empty. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let's say instead, however, 
that that land has an enters the battlefield ability, like is a um, colony garden. Yeah, perfect example. Because that has an enters the battlefield ability, which is putting something onto the stack, that will generate a new round of priority passing. Mm-hmm. Now, imagine you've played your land for turn and you tap out to play Azusa, Lost But Seeking. You can then play a land and your opponent can't kill the Azusa still, right? Mm-hmm. You've played your Azusa, okay. you've played a land, your opponent still can't kill the Azusa, you play another land, your opponent still can't kill the Azusa until you pass priority okay. back to them. You are holding on to priority that whole time. There's nothing that you're adding to the stack that's causing priority to change hands. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay. Imagine instead we go Azusa, play my land, my land is Colony Garden. You're passing priority. Because something's getting added to the stack, mm-hmm. there's a new round of priority, which means even though I have one land drop okay. left for Azusa, you, as my opponent, have a chance to use an instant speed spell to kill that Azusa. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that all make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that I think it, I think it's a great, great example because... Because it's it's a lands example where I think that's a, a thing where it, the Planeswalker one was a great one. And this one, I think, is a really, really good one because you think like with Azusa, it's like, oh, you can play two lands like, oh, in between the land drops, I'll kill it. So you don't get that. It's like, well, if the stack isn't involved, you can't do that. You, you yeah. the player, are holding the priority. And mm-hmm. th- this is just something that like a lot of new players struggle with, which is understandable. Magic's a difficult mm-hmm. game. 22 and- times in a turn. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that, like, exactly. That's <laughs> valid. It's just a great, great little mantra or just a phrase like, how hard is mag- magic 22 times in a row? What does that mean? Let me explain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yep. There is no, there is no joke that I'm willing to say on a recording about 22 times in a row. Man. Oh no. I am startled and alarmed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is why all my fingernails are fake. Don't oh. ask any other questions. Don't ask any more questions. No one <laughs> don't, say don't, anything. Don't, don't, don't. No one go, say anything. <laughs> it's like a T-Rex. It's don't like move. a T-Rex in Jurassic Park. Don't move. He can't see you if you if you don't move. Oh, oh Anthony, sweet. I did see a uh, I did Jesus. see a like deep vague video that you would love. It is a shot for shot uh remake of jurassic park but instead of the animated dinosaurs it's all of the dinosaurs from that 90s tv show dinosaurs oh i love that show. oh it's so mm-hmm. great because it's just I'm that guy baby. getting eaten by me. the by the t-rex on the toilet but it's just the the dad like going <laughs> yeah that show is great it th- that had a pretty rough series finale it was a dark ending yeah, they went extinct. Yeah, and it was a news report just basically saying sign off forever, like bye, like oh shit, they're all dead. Yeah. Uh found out after the fact. I don't believe that was supposed to be a children's show. I was going to ask, is that built for children? No. But their <laughs> audience was mostly children on account of the puppetry. But I don't <laughs> think the content or the writing was meant for children. No, it really sure wasn't. Doesn't sound like it. But they threw in the you, "I'm the baby, you gotta love me," and everybody laughed and forgot about all the other stuff. <laughs> that's, that's true. Uh, I was. It was pretty. It was pretty pro union. That show. Love to see it. <laughs> love to see it. We, we like that. Yeah, I've got another really cool example of priority passing. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. I'd like okay. you to imagine the card 
Omnath Locus of Creation. That's the four mana one, right? Yes. That's mm-hmm. the, the, the four color mm-hmm. one? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd like you to imagine that card, but without the when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. Okay? You got that mm-hmm. image in your head? Yeah, yeah. Okay, you have a Doomblade in your hand. I play Omnath. Hold priority, play a land. Gain four life, and that four life makes a big difference in the game. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. switch that play over to the real Omnath that says when it enters the battlefield, draw a card. I play Omnath. I hold priority. I want to play a land before you have a chance to respond. Can I? No, because the ETB goes on the stack, correct? Exactly right. Yeah. Because the ETB goes on the stack, you have a chance to respond before I gain that four life. Now, arguably, this is specifically what makes uh, when X enters the battlefield, draw a card. That is what I use to justify not calling when X enters the battlefield, draw a card as making that thing strictly better. Okay. Because, because you may it not does add something the to the stack. Well, you're going to get to draw mm-hmm. the card no matter what, right? Because mm. it's on the stack. Yeah. Destroying the creature doesn't make it so you don't get to draw the card. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it does make it so that you do have an opportunity to interact with that thing before I can play a land. One of my favorite things that I uh, that happened was I had three goblins, uh, Phyrexian goblins in play, an Ornithopter in play, and I had one white source on Boros Convoke. And I go tap my white source, Thraben Inspector. My Thraben Inspector has a, an ETB trigger. Of course, it makes a clue token. Mm-hmm. My opponent did not want me to resolve the Convoke 5 drop that I obviously had in my hand. Mm-hmm. Okay. What do you think happens there? So you have three goblins, Ornithopter, An ornithopter. and you cast the Thraven Inspector, and then the uh, ETB is on the stack. Mm-hmm. And so they just want they just uh, kill the, the Thraven Inspector so you can't Convoke, correct? That's right, because... Creatures without flash, you need to cast mm-hmm. them on your main phase when the stack is empty, right? Mm-hmm. We know that. The stack is not empty while that's there. So I the can't clue cast... has entered the chat. Yeah, there is a <laughs> investigate trigger on the stack. My opponent wisely chose to remove my Thraben Inspector so that I would not get to convoke that turn. If I wanted to avoid that, what do you think that my play is there if i wanted to make sure that i got to resolve my five drop that turn you just don't play thraven inspector tap the white source land and then the four creatures yeah exactly right mm-hmm. okay i get don't give to, your get... opponent an opportunity to interrupt your game plan mm-hmm. and that's relevant i just oh yeah didn't think my opponent was paying attention <laughs> <laughs> this was like game two and i just didn't uh i didn't have the respect for him i was just like they're not going to do it because I definitely felt like they had a removal spell, but I was just like, you don't have the guts. <laughs> I just didn't think they had the mastery of how priority worked well enough to, <laughs> to do it. I just, that was my, that was my, you thought they were going to go. Yeah, that resolves. And you go, Oh shit. <laughs> I just went, I went uh Thraben inspector and they were like, okay. And I was like, put a clue into play. And they were just like, wait, you just I'm hear gonna, the dial-up noises going on in their head. <laughs> I, I think I, I think I audibly like picked up my right arm and snapped while bringing it across my body and said, "Rats like a Hanna Barbera villain." <laughs> Darn! You yeah. done did it again, Anthony. <laughs> so 
I've just been rattling off some examples and some stuff where like priority, who has priority and what the situation is with the stack has been relevant. Do you all have any personal experiences with stuff like this? Yes. I'm sure you do, but like I have many. Yeah. And it involves the card skull crack. My nemesis. All right. I'm here for it. So I've played a lot of Yawgmoth. What? Me? No. Oh, of course not. It's shocking. But (laughs) uh, there have been, there's, this has happened many times, but it's this is a great example of it where I have established the Yawgmoth loop. Oh, I know where this example is going. This is very good. Yeah. Yes. So they have open mana and it's against burn. But mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, let's see if they have it. And I go, do the loop, explain to my opponent. And they go, all right, tap two mana skull crack. Uh, hit me for three. I believe I was at, I was at nine. Yes. And mm-hmm. I go to six. I'm like, cool. And I go, I would like to pass the turn to you. I have actions in your upkeep. And I go, I would like to present the loop again. They go, all right, I have a response. I will tap two red mana. After they untap, I will skull crack you again. And then I go, awesome. That, that's, that's great. I'll do that with that on the stack. And then they go, skull crack again. And I die. Oh, my <laughs> God. Yes. Yeah. So, oh, I, I kind of like that because the assumption is unless you say uh, it says otherwise, you can activate abilities mm-hmm. whenever you can cast an instant, which means whenever you have priority, right? Mm-hmm. Which means that, yeah, they put a skull crack on the stack. You can be like, all right, do I have enough to start this loop again? Mm-hmm. And if I do, I'm just going to start this loop again with the skull crack on the stack. And I kind of like the idea of, you know, you just doing it making them have two skull cracks on your turn and then another two skull cracks on their turn if possible. But like, you know, it's one of those situations where if you are aware, like you can be doing all of this stuff with that skull crack on the stack. And because everything is resolving and last in first out, Mm -hmm. you can get, never let it get to the point where that skull crack resolves. You can just keep putting stuff onto the stack Mm -hmm. because when your ability resolves, you get priority again, you get to do it again. Mm-hmm. And that skull crack is still waiting. It's like, when is it going to be my turn to resolve? And the answer is never. Fuck, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had that happen with skull crack and dress down. Dress down is a big one. Yeah. Can you combo off with the dress down on the stack is a big one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. And a big a big thing with like skull crack and dress down with Yawgmoth too is the question I ask a lot uh, while I play in like these you know modern REL events is does un- undying resolve? Because you, the way you get in with that is like, all right, with with undying still on the stack, do it again. So there's there's my let's say my strangle root Christ is still in the graveyard technically. The undying waiting to undie, waiting yeah. to undie, and then they you know hit me again because uh, that is you know something you can do. It's something's on the stack, passing priority, things like that. Because mm-hmm. if Has... I just have one undying creature, I can't do anything. <laughs> Well, I can. I can just murder myself and, you know, be spiteful. But (laughs) yeah. So on a lot of older cards, you'll see that printing like Mm -hmm. uh, cast this only when you could cast an an, uh, sorcery. Mm -hmm. And then rarely you'll see activate this ability only when you could cast an instant, notably on Lion's Eye Diamond. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. like when you whenever you could cast an instant in quotes means whenever you have priority, whenever you could cast a sorcery means whenever you have priority. And it's your main phase and the stack is empty. Lion's Eye Diamond saying whenever you could cast an instant 
means that you can't use it in the mana payment window of casting a spell. And that sounds horrible, but we'll talk about mana payment windows, you know, once they once they release my boy Cart Clan Ironworks. Mm-hmm. Um, they won't. They won't. <laughs> <laughs> but but that means that you can only you can only do it when you have priority. You do not have priority in the middle of casting a spell. So you can't put a spell on the stack and then pay mana costs with Lion's Eye Diamond, which mm. was why they felt like Lion's Eye Diamond was, you know, fixed Black Lotus. Mm. Spoiler alert, it was not. I mean, it was at the time. You weren't able to just like for two. You weren't able to get a two mana Yogmoth's will, you know. And just cast everything from your graveyard, like with <laughs> and breach easy. and shit like that. So <laughs> that was an actual drawback, right? Not being able to use this mana rock to Black Lotus, but you can't use it for mana payment. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, oh, what are we doing here? You have to like float mana. And that's what people mean. You'll hear people use the term float mana, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That means that they're just activating mana abilities when they are not currently paying costs, right? They're just yeah. going to like make some mana and then they'll use that floating mana at a later point. Just going to leave this here. It's not mm-hmm. doing anything. It's just mm-hmm. existing. All right, Kyle. Yes. I'm excited about it. You're excited about it. Ashley's excited about it. Everyone's excited about it. I sure am. This is being recorded like pretty soon before Lord of the Rings pre-release happens and we are going to do a special guessing game where we name lord of the rings cards that we think are going to shake up or have an impact on the modern format i'm so excited i am i am i never (laughs) get hyped for set release i just don't care but this one this one is the exception so just as a reminder that guessing game involves each of us have a card in mind and we'll give each other cryptic hints about what our card is, and the other ones will try to guess it. And if we need more hints, we can always ask each other yes or no questions to get ourselves a little bit closer. And absolutely, if you're listening to this on your car, I encourage you to make the person in the lane next to you a little nervous and just play along and talk out loud. Yep. If you are just in your car, just screaming at your phone in the center console while the person next to you is just like, oh, God, this again. <laughs> all the better i've got a card tm um tm it is it is a card technically um <laughs> does everyone else have something ready to go oh you know i have one i have like five but i picked one <laughs> picked one what about you ashley yeah all right yeah well i've given a first hint so i have decided unilaterally that i will be going first <laughs> okay go for it uh I will say that mine is a card. It is cards, but it is a cycle of cards that Mm. I believe will impact the modern format. And I will tell you that they are all reprints. Mm. And these are legal in the like, like obviously legal and modern. So it's the main set and the reprint. Huh? It's not the box toppers, is it? Oh, no, 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 no. Okay. But that's a really good guess, given the (laughs) intentionally unhelpful hints I've given. (laughs) So it's a cycle of cards in the reprints? Mm -hmm. And one of them 
is the most printed card in magic history. Oh, wow. Oh, geez. Uh, God damn. Y'all are going to be so mad at me. I I Probably. This is just going to be another brainstorm as a counter for discard spells moment. I can feel it. It is. I will die on that hill. (laughs) (laughs) You are not wrong, but I'm still mad about it. (laughs) (laughs) The best kind of right. You were technically right. (laughs) That's my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are, is the cycle of car the hmm. so lands? All I can they think are of lands. Lord of the Rings they, words. They are lands, and they're rings. oh shit. Do you know? Because I don't. Them, my... Well, you oh, said, motherfucker, are these basic lands? Of... They are basic oh lands. It's oh the basic God. map <laughs> lands. Oh, I'm so mad. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Oh. oh my god <laughs> oh that was so good holy shit i'm gonna buy so many of those fucking things they are beautiful i, I get to them. make middle earth with I'm magic so lands happy. i'm so happy <laughs> <laughs> it is in fact god. the basic land reprint cycle uh the most printed magic card in all of history, by the way, is Basic Mountain on account of the fact that it was accidentally reprinted one more time than any of the other Basic Lands. Wow. <laughs> That's hilarious. Now, do you have an well, actual thinking, like, like, new magic card? All I can think of are the Rings words. <laughs> yeah, I'm just thinking of all the characters that like might have been a reprint, kind of. I don't know. Ugh. But do you I have guess... a real card, Anthony? Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> Wow. Wow. It's just bad. Listen, it is not modern season. I do not have to interface with this format right now. It's not real. It can't hurt me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have to fuck with this right now. But I will tell you that I, I genuinely believe that these basics are going to be super popular. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, yeah. Nerds love Lord of the Rings. My dog's yes. name is Aragorn. Yes. <laughs> ooh, 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 ooh. Quick, quick secondary guess game. Who has the nerdier pet name? Yours is named Aragorn and mine is named Witchlight after the D&D module. I think I win because I have two animals named after fictional characters in his in like two of the biggest fantasy novels. Oh, Drogon's your tiebreaker. Yeah. Okay. Acceptable. But you're you're I mean I mm, mm. I mean we're actually, both you're nerds. the tiebreaker. Yeah. Uh, I'm the tiebreaker. I don't yeah. I don't have I don't have pet. <laughs> yeah, you get to pick so I, you get to pick who wins. Oh, oh god. Um Tiebreakers don't normally mean somebody else comes in and wins, right? <laughs> Listen. Do we need to go back no. to the tiebreaker math episode? No, my brain hurts. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, no, that probably wouldn't help. It'd probably just complicate things. 22 times in a turn was already enough for my brain One, today. Two again, again don't ask turn. Anthony any follow-up questions. No more. Don't move. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not asking. Ask. I'm Nobody not asking. should ever ask me about 22 times in a row. <laughs> All right, Ashley, do you have a card? <laughs> oh, but tiebreaker. Is it fair? Is it fair 
that just because you have two animals that are named after nerdy things, like sheer number, does that break a tie? Like it's up to I you. It does right? Yeah. Well, let, let's I mean, do it this way between between the name Aragorn for my dog and Witchlight for Anthony's cat. Mm-hmm. Which is the more nerdier mm-hmm. name from those two? From those two? Mm-hmm. I feel like Witchlight is because naming it after a Hell module yeah. versus naming it after a <laughs> beloved character. Is- <laughs> Get fucked. Miami oh, loses. Boo. Florida loses in hockey. Miami loses in basketball. Kyle loses in nerdy cat names. <laughs> Fuck off, Kyle. Get shit on. I say that. I say that with Aragorn also being my favorite character in Lord of the Rings. So. Yeah, I'm going to also, with, in, my so acceptance, in my acceptance speech, I'm going to credit Peter Jackson for mainstreaming Lord of the Rings enough to make this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 that was good. But fuck you. My Tampa Bay Lightning won back-to-back Stanley Cups, damn it. Shut up. Aragorn's cool. Oh, did they? <laughs> what what years were those? Were any, the back-to-back, was it 2023? Was that one of the years that they won a Stanley Cup? No, I don't. Was, was when, it, was, when was the last time the Knicks were ever relevant? They got, they got, they got wrecked. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just this season. Sports Listen. ball. That's, that's the, that's the content people come for the Goblin Trash Masters for us. Welcome to sports radio. We're going to talk about the basketball and Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I, I choose not to engage mm-hmm. with sports radio because of my personal oh, and endless feud with Don Imus. Oh, why does that sound familiar? I was working for You're Rutgers at the time that Don Imus is uh, uh mm. Don Imus came out with some pretty tasteless <laughs> comments about the Rutgers women's basketball team. Best way to say mm-hmm. that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, he's not allowed mm. to talk to people anymore. Yeah. Well, good reason. Guessing game. Ashley, what's what's Ashley Lord of the Rings? <laughs> I don't know about shaking things up too much, but this one is a fun one. So mm-hmm. um what hints do I give? You wanna test here? my Middle Earth knowledge? <laughs> Pretty a low is ball. It, is it a character? It's not a character. Oh okay. <laughs> it's not a character. No. Okay, so it's it's not it's not a creature. Tis not a creature. It's not a creature. Okay. Uh, is it an instant or sorcery? Nope. Enchantment? Nope. Is it a land? <laughs> it sure is. Is it a legendary land? It is. It is uh, where a very wait, instrumental uh, battle took place. Good or evil? Place. Good. Minister? Minister? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think that card's good too. I also think that card is pretty good. I'm pretty yeah. hyped about that one. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's a good one. Oh, yeah. I think that that card and like the the flowering of the white tree will just give birth to like a mono white legends type mm-hmm. death and taxes style of deck because with all the legends you can run and that it just it's so easy to turn on Ministerith. Uh and just being able to draw cards from one of your utility lands in mono white is just really really good. Yeah. I I really like that pick. Do you think I could arguably put this in humans? That card will not be legal. In the Pioneer format for your humans deck. No. Yes. It depends. There aren't enough legendary well, creatures, if, right? If, if it's like all. Well, if it's like just mainly legendary humans, but I don't know if that deck is good, but. I think I think that if you wanted to play a white based aggressive deck that could play Minas Tirith, 
oh, uh, I think you might need to take out some of your human-centric cards mm-hmm. um, and replace them with Skrell, and then maybe splash a color and play something like a standard Esper Legends ported over. I think that would be really cool. I've seen some mildly successful Esper Legends ports okay. over into Pioneer, and I think having access to the Channel Lands also is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Man, I wish they just made this a standard set and just like, ma- or just made it legal in Pioneer as well. Like... Okay. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> the power level on this set would absolutely destroy standard. What about Pioneer? I don't think they're willing to print directly into Pioneer. I think I think this would be appropriate power level for Pioneer. I think this is going to have like minimal impacts on modern, but um, mm-hmm. like they're cool cards and they're going to see playing commander and casual and stuff like that. And there's probably, I mean, given their history, there's probably a Hogak in there or something, right? Oh, yeah. Even if I don't know what it is yet, it, 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 it'll I can see it. Happening. It'll show itself. It's just wait. It's waiting. Yeah. Lost to legend. You know, just 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 waiting for the for the right time. Nerd. I want to ask Kyle what he thinks it is, yes. but then that would be be that would be me just explicitly asking him for his answer to this guessing game. So I think we should just guess instead what what Kyle thinks the Hogak is. Yeah. What what I think the Hogak is. Okay, I think this will impact modern, and I've already been building a bunch of decks with a friend of ours that we've had on this podcast, Nicholas. Great, great magic player. I love brewing with him, having conversations with him. Another lover of Lord of the Rings. And it's, the card is adorable. And let's start there. Hmm. Shelob. <laughs> <laughs> Look at them legs. <laughs> no, it's not Shelob. <laughs> Anthony, we have gone over this multiple times. Enough about your sexual proclivities towards spiders. <laughs> 22 in a row oh boy Yo, no no <laughs> oh my no anthony no <laughs> no that's not the origin of 22 in a row but how cool would it be it's that's scary <laughs> all right uh since you all do know me it, it is a creature card i'll give you that okay does it have green in its mana cost no but it works really well with a green card from Modern Horizons 2. Does it produce Shit. food in some way? It does. Okay. And it's adorable. Is it white? Yes. It's okay. got to be, right? Because the green, green white is where they put the food archetype in this. Mm-hmm. and Oh, that's right. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this hint will give it away. It's Sam's Don't white. Don't give it. Don't give Oh, oh, Rosie. It is Rosie. <laughs> I love Rosie. Rosie's the best. I I love this card. I think this card is great. And it goes infinite with everyone's favorite staple, Scurry Oak. Listen, if you untap with Scurry Oak and Rosie and land a Rosie without interaction, you deserve the win. <laughs> no, this is like I do I do think Rosie will have an impact on modern because I'm gonna fucking play it. But uh I wanted to pick this because I love this card and it's funny. But in all honesty, I think Sam Wise Gamgee is probably one of the best cards in the set, like hands down. Okay. Really? Uh yes. There's a lot of really good food synergy and token creation in this in this set. I who knows how good it like will be in the beginning. 
but I think these cards will be played with enough that we will find something like really, really busted or when enough good players start playing these cards. So I do very much like the fact that Samwise Gamgee can sack three foods, put an underworld cookbook back into play, which is pretty okay. cute. But or Asmo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, or, or or buy back the Asmo itself. That's so good. And plus mm -hmm. that deck's already wanting to splash green for mm -hmm. like uh the the green green X find a finale. Yeah, the finale or the or the battle that does the same thing and you just go X is zero, go get the Asmo. Asmo's a human, you can't do it with the battle, unfortunately. Oh, you can't do it with the battle? Because Asmo's a human, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But Finale Devastation has been played in Asmo shells just because you can just pay two mana, get Asmo, get Cookbook, all that stuff. And yeah, just Sam, just it 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 being non-token makes it like not super busted. But I mean, just the fact that you playing creatures creates food. And if you have um a sacrifice outlet, Samwise Gamgee, and Cauldron Familiar in play, you can just loop it and kill your opponent with like that. Okay. Very fun. Yeah, I like fun that. flavor too. You can kill people with the adorable kitty and Sam, because everyone <laughs> needs a Sam, the hero of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you heard it here first, folks. Kyle has on the record in front of God and everybody. In front of gods and men. <laughs> in front of God and everybody stated that Rosie Cotton of South Lane is basically Hogak. <laughs> this is going to be my armored scrap gorger, isn't it? <laughs> oh, but <no>. opposite. <laughs> Rosie Cotton of South Lane, Gak. Yeah, hey, hey, <laughs> get ready when we play in an RCQ with, for your winning in and you get squirreled. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely going to happen. There, oh there can Lord. be no doubt. There is no doubt it will happen. It has been foretold, damn it. <laughs> If you like what you're hearing, be sure to like and subscribe. It helps us out a ton and makes it easier for other players like you to hear what we have to say. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Stitcher, Spotify, Peanut.fm, and iHeartRadio. One of those was not real, but we'll never tell. It was Peanut, wasn't it? Oh, shut the fuck up.